Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, it's the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen, with Robert Stack and Gene Barry, ladies and gentlemen, from the late 60s, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrestling Debate, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 152, ladies and gentlemen, however, one six zero five five six two zero four four four. the call ID, one three nine nine two five pound and this is Wednesday night, June 25th, 2019, ladies and gentlemen, however, in more ways than when I'm your host, the Iceman, Jerry DiGiovanni, we do not have the human suplex machine, John Gross, with me tonight, but we are expecting some members of the debate table joining us, including King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lindodds, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, and a bunch of everyone else as well. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, however, with that said, however, uh, like I said, however, with that said, however, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will talk about that here in just a little bit. But tonight, of course, we got a very interesting show for you lined up for you here at the Wrestling Debate Show. Of course, before we get into it tonight, of course, we want to remind everyone that tonight at 9 p.m., of course, ladies and gentlemen, don't be sure to check out Revolution, of course, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 9 p.m. John Gross, of course, our human historian, our Mike tag team partner on Raw Radio, will supply the birthdays and dates, while King NWO Gerard T. Smith and I will supply the news headlines view of the day. And then, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, episode 206 of Wolfpack, 138521-pound, will be getting underway at 9 p.m., while at 7 p.m., after what happened earlier tonight due to a scheduling snafu, we will be back with Wrestling Revisited, of course, ladies and gentlemen, or should I say, outside the ropes, ladies and gentlemen, 141387, we'll talk about the latest movies, politics, and movies in sports, however, mind you, however, uh, that being said, however, we will have a lot to talk about that, however, coming up, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, here tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, that being said, of course, we'll have a lot to discuss here tonight. As we said, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on Outside the Ropes, however, mind you, however. Uh, that being said, we are going to have a lot to discuss, so be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here tonight. Of course, as we said, we are expecting a bunch of, uh, like I said, however, with that said, of course, be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We will have a lot to talk about here on the show here this evening. Uh, but, uh, of course, tomorrow night we will also discuss it as well, ladies and gentlemen. With that said, tonight's debate, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a warning here. It could get a little graphic, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, 
and a little out there. So those of you who are a little squeamish, however, we apologize ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen, about the topic that we are going to discuss, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Wrestling Debate Show. But with that said, tonight, however, we're going to take you back to a time that happened literally 11 years ago. The year was 2007, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not. And the matter of cause, however, is what happened on that fateful day today, literally 11 years ago this week. It all started, of course, on Friday, June 21st, 2007, however, in Atlanta, Georgia. At the time, however, former WCW, ECW, and current WWE wrestler, the Rabbit Wolverine, Chris Benoit, of course, was there with his wife, Nancy, along with his young son, Daniel Christopher. And as a result, however, what happened next, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, however, with that said, of course, needless to say, we will tell you that on that particular weekend, it was, believe it or not, one of the darkest, if not one of the most horrifying cases you ever want to know. At the time, however, Chris Benoit, of course, had had a lot of personal issues going on in his life, both inside the ring and outside of the ring as well, ladies and gentlemen. And with that said, however, it was to be one of the most horrifying uh, incidents in recent memory. With that said, however, what happened next, however, mind you, however, was, of course, one of the most scariest things you ever want to know. On June 25th, however, 2007, believe it or not, police entered Benoit's home in Fayetteville, Georgia, when the WWE, Benoit's employers, requested a welfare check, however. And, of course, Benoit had missed weekend events for the company, referring to the WWE without notice, leading to concerns. Police officers discovered the bodies of Benoit, believe it or not, however, mind you, his wife Nancy and their seven-year-old son Daniel shortly before 3 p.m. that afternoon. Upon investigating, however, no additional suspects were sought by authorities. It was determined, however, later on that Benoit, of course, indeed committed all of the murders, including his very own. According to reports, however, of what happened, however, believe it or not, uh, what happened next, however, was quite revealing and very startling and shocking, to say the least. As a result, however, reports said, however, that over a 72-hour period, Benoit had suffocated and strangled his wife, Nancy, with a cable cord, however, if you will, and son, however, doping him with Xanax, however, before killing himself. His wife, of course, as we said, however, was bound by a rope, however, and hung, while Benoit's son was drugged with Xanax and likely unconscious before Benoit decided to take him out, however, in strangling him. Benoit then went downstairs into his gym, however, his home in Atlanta, Georgia, and committed suicide by hanging himself on his flat pull-down machine. As a result, WWE Raw that night, however, was supposed to do some sort of a mock funeral tribute to a chairman-owner, Vince McMahon. 
But once they find out, found out that afternoon what had happened, however, in Atlanta, they quickly replaced the show, and as a result, replaced the whole Vince McMahon funeral, supposedly, however, with a three-hour tribute to Benoit of his life and career, featuring his past matches, segments from the Hard Knocks Chris Benoit DVD, however, story that had just come out, however, believe it or not, the previous year, however, talking about his career, however, and comments from his fellow wrestlers and announcers. Unfortunately, however, Vince McMahon, however, told everyone, however, he did not know what exactly happened, however, no one knew what exactly happened. 24 hours later, believe it or not, ECW's television show on Sci-Fi, however, and Vince McMahon found out the truth, however, about what would happen, however, mind you, however, involving Chris Benoit. As a result, however, toxicology reports would find out two weeks later at the time of what had happened. Benoit, of course, however, was found to have Xanax, hydrocortisone, and an elevated level of testosterone in his system. Meanwhile, his wife, Nancy, had three different drugs in her system. Xanax, hydrocortisone, however, mind you, and hydromorphone, however, which is the lauded, if you will, however, mind you, all of which were found at the therapeutic rather than toxic levels. Daniel was only found, however, to found have Xanax in his system, but the chief medical examiner believed, however, he was sedated by his dad, however, before he was brutally murdered by his dad. Unfortunately, however, mind you, during the investigation, many other people thought, however, that Benoit had been given drugs by fellow wrestlers and fellow close friends of his, but that was never to be found out to be the case, however. Unfortunately, however, once the details of the actions became apparent and we found out the whole true story about what happened with Benoit, future broadcasts and future anything names referring to Benoit were removed from the WWE archives. Just a second, we'll be right back. Sorry about that, folks. This came literally two years after Benoit had lost his close friend, Eddie Guerrero, who had had a heart attack, however, and died in a Minneapolis hotel room, however, in November of 2005. Eddie was only 40 years old as well. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a soundbite, however, from that memorable and heartbreaking tragedy that happened over the course of those two days, however, involving, believe it or not, Chris Benoit. Again, we want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, however, that these occurrences, however, mind you, however, are quite graphic, uh, to say the least, huh? Uh, like I said, however, it's quite graphic and revealing. And we can tell you right now, it is uh, very chilling to hear this. So right now, we're going to play for you the first part of the Chris Benoit tribute show that aired later that Monday night, however, shortly after finding out what had happened earlier in the day involving Chris Benoit. This is Vince McMahon talking to the fans. This is Chris Benoit, or excuse me, this is Vince McMahon talking about Chris Benoit after hearing the news earlier in the day, shortly before as Monday Night Raw was going on there that was supposed to be live but later canceled because of the announcement that he had found out earlier in the afternoon. So here's the sound by that right now. 
Good evening. Tonight, this arena here in Corpus Christi, Texas, was to have been filled to capacity with enthusiastic WWE fans. Tonight's storyline was to have been the alleged demise of my character, Mr. McMahon. However, in reality, WWE superstar Chris Benoit, his wife Nancy, and their son Daniel are dead. Their bodies were discovered this afternoon in their new suburban Atlanta home. Authorities are undergoing an investigation. We here in the WWE can only offer our condolences to the extended family of Chris Benoit. The only other thing we can do at this moment is tonight pay tribute to Chris Benoit. We'll offer you some of the most memorable moments in Chris's professional life. And you'll hear tonight comments from his peers, those here, his fellow performers, those here who loved Chris and admired him so much. So tonight will be a three-hour tribute to one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. Tonight will be a tribute to Chris Benoit. That was Vince McMahon, ladies and gentlemen, at the start of the show. Later that night, however, Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross, the voices of Monday Night Raw, had their own take on the matter involving the whole Benoit matter. And here's what they had to say about the matter at hand. We are back here, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday Night Raw, and tonight we celebrate the life and times of the late Chris Benoit. Just joined us, Chris, his wife Nancy, and son Daniel found dead in their suburban Atlanta home earlier today. And, uh, King, this is a, one of those situations that uh, we hope we never have to address, but Chris Benoit was not only one of the greatest wrestlers I ever saw, but he was one of the best friends I ever had in this business. Exactly, and this is... Uh I know going to be probably the most difficult show that you and I have ever done. Uh, just watching uh, moments ago that footage from WrestleMania 20, Chris uh, celebrating that victory with his wife, Nancy, and his son, uh, Daniel. And now to know that they're all gone. So it's not right. I'm going to show you some of Chris's greatest moments. And uh, many of us had the privilege and the honor. And we'll take that uh, with us for the rest of our days of celebrating some of Chris's greatest moments. And those moments include, ladies and gentlemen, uh, WrestleMania 2004. Uh, it was leading in to uh, the 20th edition of WrestleMania. The winner of the Royal Rumble match uh, qualified to be in the main event at WrestleMania, which was always Chris's lifelong dream as a pro. And we're going to pick this match up, WrestleMania, the uh, Royal Rumble match. Chris entered this match, by the way, at number one. And we're going to pick the match up after the 30th entrant had entered the match and show you the exciting conclusion of this magical moment for this wonderful athlete. And I remember where I was when I heard the news. I remember I was at home watching this earlier in the day. And I remember it was mid-afternoon and CNN had just come on, and this was about the time it had happened. 
This was about 3.30, I remember, about 3.30, quarter to 4, 4 o'clock. And I had heard the news for the first time, and they had talked about there was an incident that occurred just outside of Atlanta. And apparently, I didn't want to believe it, you know. I had become and had been, and still am, a big-time wrestling fan, if you will, uh, when this all went down. I mean, when I first heard the name that had happened, I just thought, no, it couldn't be. You know, it just didn't seem right, you know. But over the course of the next few weeks and in the days to follow, I was just speechless. I was numb. I was taken aback, if you will. But yeah, when I first heard Chris's name, I remember saying to myself how at that time, maybe it's just a misprint. Maybe it's just a blooper that came on the teleprompter. You know, maybe they're just ribbing us. You know, maybe they're just pulling our chain, you know. And unfortunately, sadly, and tragically, that wasn't to be the case. And because of that, however, I just was in shock. I was angry. I was upset. I was ready to punch a wall almost. I just said to myself, no, this cannot be. This is not the same guy I have watched for 15 years since the late 90s when he first arrived in WCW that would do something like this. Uh, I remember watching some of his ECW stuff before getting to WCW and I was kind of impressed then but I had not become yet quite a fan of his ECW or Japan stuff till much later on. I was only a fan of his WCW stuff at the time and now WWE stuff. I had not yet quite grown to accustomed to his ECW matches or his moments in Japan, if you will, by fighting some of his closest friends and some of the guys he got to uh, become friends with later on down the road. Guys like Eddie Guerrero, um, Dean Malenko, um, Jushin Thunder Liger, you know? And it just, it didn't seem right, you know? It just did not seem that it was possible. But... I can honestly say, uh, now looking back on it 11 years later, I still am angry about it, sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes. I'm numb, and I'm just in shock all over again, thinking that something like this did not deserve to happen. This did not need to take place. This was something that just didn't seem right. And um, I will say this, though. If you have never read the book, ladies and gentlemen, uh, by Matthew Randozo V, called Ring of Hell, and I've plugged this book quite a bit on this show and all of our shows here on TalkShoe, if you have never read it, I suggest you get a copy, buy a copy, or at least borrow a copy from somebody you know, and definitely sit down and read it. It is very graphic, a little bit, I will say that, it's quite graphic. It's a very tragic, it's 
kind of uh, a little funny. I wouldn't say not funny. A lot of fun. Not a lot of humor to it, but really, it's just heartbreaking, tragic, emotional, uh, surprising, anger, angry, anger. I should say, angry or anger, and uh, very shocking say the least, you know, about all the stuff that Chris Benoit underwent, you know. I mean, even before he got into uh, this whole matter, you hear in in the book about how his life was like uh, before all this. From the time he wrestled in Japan to his days in ECW working with Paul Heyman, his days in WCW where uh, he had to deal with all the bullshit politics in the back and uh, people who uh, tried to cut his throat in a way. Guys like Kevin Sullivan, like Mike Graham, like Vince Russo, you know. Um, Guys who just thought he was just, used the term loosely, just a plain Vanilla Midget, you know, a guy who was too small to win the big one, a guy who always felt like he would never win the big big prize, you know. He never was good enough to win the World Heavyweight Championship. He was good enough to win tag team belts. He was good enough to win other belts. But as far as the world main title, he was never good enough to compete for that because management felt, like I said, he was too small, and they just found a way to undercut him. Uh, I'm going to play another clip for you now, ladies and gentlemen. And again, this is another interesting clip you guys might want to hear. This is Mike Graham talking about Chris Benoit, however, uh, shortly after what happened in 2000, before Chris left to go to WWE, however. And uh, after I heard this, however, and I've heard this many times since, however, I can honestly say I have lost nothing, I mean, I have lost total respect for Mike Graham as a person. Mike Graham, of course, as you know, was the son of former Florida promoter Eddie Graham, and at one time was a somewhat fairly decent wrestler in that territory. He also was one of the main bookers, along with Kevin Sullivan, in WCW in the late 90s, early 2000, and found a way to basically stab in my words, Benoit and his friends like Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and others in the back. And people always say to me, how and it's just me being sour grapes, how and I have uh, a bug up my butt. But truth be told, I don't. Uh, like I said, when I first heard this a couple years ago, uh, I wouldn't say I was numb, but I would say I was ticked off. I was upset, I was furious, I was absolutely appalled at what Mike Graham had said in this interview about Chris Benoit, and it just really got me really angry, to say the least. Now, this is a clip, as I said, of Mike Graham talking about how Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan really did not like each other behind the scenes, and let me tell you, after what I heard when Mike Graham said this, let me just say... If I was there, Howard, I would have gone up to Mike. If I was Benoit, Howard, in his shoes, Howard, I would have gone up to Mike Graham. And I don't care if I would have been suspended. I don't care if I would have been fired. 
I would take in my fist and cold cock that stupid SOB right in the mouth for what he said, however, about me. However, I mean, Mike Graham thinks it was Chris's fault, however, that got him into trouble originally with WCW. Well, let me just say, you be the judge of this, however, and tell me what you think. So, here we go. This is a clip again, ladies and gentlemen, from a few years back, however, when Mike Graham talked with Sean Oliver on K-Babe commentaries about Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan getting into a feud with one or both in and out of the ring, however, and what WCW was like, however, before Benoit and his friends decided to jump ship and head to New York in late January 2000. WCW 2000, you're on the booking committee. It's an oft-discussed time in WCW because it's right before the end for them. Um, take us behind the scenes. Uh, prior to the exodus of, of Benoit and Guerrero and, and all those guys when they go, um, what, are the, what are the politics at play? Really? You want to know why they left? Well, we can get your version of why they left. I'll tell you exactly why they left. You tell me. It's not my version. It is why. Go ahead. Kevin was hired as a booker. His wife, Miss Nancy, had been having an affair with Benoit right. the whole time they were on the road together. That's an ultimate sin in the wrestling business. And it's an ultimate sin in life for your wife to date your buddy or somebody you're working with. But it happens all the time. Okay? So Benoit took Kevin's condo on Daytona Beach. He took Kevin's wife. He did a lot of stuff. Kevin never... Kevin's badass. Kevin would have kicked Benoit's ass easily. Or he'd have stabbed him in the eye with a fork, or he, he did something. Nancy couldn't let it go. Every day she was telling Chris, he's going to get you. Watch him. He's going to get you. you. So years go by. My Kevin told me, he said, he took my wife, he took my condo in Daytona. You know, when he got the job back booking, he said, I'm not going to do anything to him because I don't want to lose my job. Kevin put the world title on that dipshit. Had him beat, god dang, uh, Sid Vicious. And I begged him. I said, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's foolish. Benoit is not a world's champion. Don't do this. He's great on the card. Like I said, in the Ringling Brothers Circus, he's a high wire rat. He's, but he's not the lion tamer. Sticks his head in the lion's mouth is going to get bit off. And that's what happened. We were in, Kevin got the booking job. We were in, I want to say, Cincinnati or something. Benoit beats Sid Vicious for the world's title. We go to uh, Cleveland or something the next day. J.J. Dillon comes walking in. No, not J.J., but they had given the uh, the accountant. Nice guy. Bob uh, Bob Duke? Not Bob Duke. Not, not Bob Duke. Uh, Bill Bush. Bill Bush. Right. Bill Bush. They, get, they made Bill Bush the boss. Uh, some TV guys and whatever got this big push to get rid of Eric Bischoff because Eric had been flailing and and whatever. So they fired Eric Bischoff and put Bill Bush in as the boss. So Kevin puts the world championship, world title on Benoit. Bill Bush comes in the dressing room with Kevin and I, and he said, guys, said I, he said, I, I, I know what I'm going to do, but I just want to tell you. He said, Benoit, Guerrero, uh, Perry Saturn, the blonde-haired guy that was a skateboard guy for a while that looked kind of good but never drew a dime. I don't know. He worked. Shane Douglas uh, and somebody else said, they're all going to leave if, if I don't fire Kevin and you and J.J. Dillon. I said, what? I said, quote, unquote, Benoit said, 
he can't trust his career in Kevin's hands. Kevin, against everybody, put the world's title on him last night. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to let him go, but I just want you to know the ultimatum that they just gave me. Really? I walked out of the dressing room. I found Ben Law. I took and sat his ass down in the middle of the arena where nobody was around. I said, let me tell you something, worthless. I won't use the language I didn't say. But I said, Kevin Sullivan is your biggest pusher. I said, I said not to put the world title on you. J.J. Dillon said not to put the world title on you. But Kevin is your biggest pusher. He did that on his own. I said, now here's the difference between Kevin and I. If you had taken my life, I would kick your ass every time I saw you for the rest of your life. That's what I'd do. But I said, now, now that you've tried to take my job because I'm Kevin's friend and you want to fire me, I said, I'll cut your fucking head off and put it on a stick in front of your house for all the kids to throw rocks at it. That I'm not the guy to mess with. He got up and I said, come on, let's roll. Tough guy, you know, let's go. And I was 50 at something at the time, I don't know, and he ran off through the building, oh my God, oh my God, about an hour later, here comes JJ. He walks in, he said, Mike, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. He said, the lady at Human Resources just called me and said that, that Benoit called her and that, that, that Mike Graham in the upper office had threatened his life. And I said, J.J., you've known me a long time. Would I do that? He said, oh, yeah. I said, no, 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 wrong answer. I said, let me call the lady. She said, don't. I said, let me call her. I call her. Hi, how are you? Mike Graham, yes, ma'am. Uh, I just had a, uh, she wouldn't, she, like, we don't know. Well, I just had a complaint from a wrestler that said, you threatened his life. I said, here's the way it is. This is a very violent sport we live in. We're not, we're not selling candy bars and crap like that out here. You know, I said, I've grown up. I said, all I told Chris was that if he had taken my wife and totally embarrassed me in front of my friends, my comrades, my everything, that I'd whip his ass every time I saw him. Now, can you blame a, a high-strung professional athlete for just making a comment like that to another high-strung? I said, that's the way we don't go dancing. We don't go, we're, we're kind of like dogs that nip at each other. And she said, that's what you said to him? I said, yeah, I told him I'd whip his ass every time I saw him had he done that to me. Or he didn't, Kevin didn't do nothing, you know. And he said, oh, well, yeah, I can understand that. So then when when he didn't get her to do anything to me, and when Bill Bush wasn't going to fire Kevin, then that's when I called them the little band of midgets. The little band of midgets ran to New York, and I said, I just saved our company $2.5 million a year because they never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. I did the TVs. I had the TV people give me a minute-to-minute -minute rating of all of our shows. I knew when people stopped watching, who they were watching, when they were tuning in, those guys never drew a dime, not one penny. People were changing the station, watching something else when they came on. How they convinced them of doing what they did, I don't know. I said, Barry Wyndham, put him on TV. But Barry's Barry, and I love you, and you see this, but he's so independent. Barry does what he wants to do. He, he, he wants to go drinking and chasing some girl. He ain't going to come to work. 
maybe a week, two weeks. I mean, you know, he's, but, but when he was on TV, they watched him. When Rick Rude was on TV, they watched him. When Sting was on TV, they watched him. Luger, eh, somewhat, somewhat. Uh, 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 Stevie Booker T. Nobody watched him. Mm. So, I mean, I knew. I, I, I wrote lists of names to put on TV because I knew who the people were watching. Nobody did that. And it was all right. It was all things we had at our, our fingertips. I'd just call, send me the minute by minute. And I'd go in and show the guys. Here, Kevin Nash drew. Kevin, Kevin drew money. We need Kevin on TV. We need, you know, this and this and this and this. The other guys are just fillers. Two and a half million dollars left. Give me a half a million for getting rid of them. So anyway, that was that that that's why they were gone. So now you said 2000. Well, yeah. Uh, do you think anything could have been done to save WCW after Time Warner's involvement and the corporate structure? Fire everybody and start over. Yeah. 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 Contracts. The biggest work at WCW. Guys want to get hired. They would get a stupid contract and then never come to work. They'd stub their toe, and they'd go to a doctor. And the doctor would write a little note saying, oh, if he hurts his toe, it could cause permanent damage. And Turner, TBS, was horrified of lawsuits. Horrified. They did not want a lawsuit. So at one time, Sting, Lex, uh, Steiner, uh, like the, the so-called ten main event guys, eight of them were on leave. Mm. And they were all making 600 to a million dollars a piece a year and not coming to work. The, the, the medium guys, all the Mexicans from Mexico was making 150 grand a year, and they were used for TV. I mean, the, the, the contracts were just absolutely bizarre. Where did the buck stop? Who offered a contract? Who granted um, Vampiro $150,000 a year? Eric Bischoff. Getting him in. Eric Bischoff. Uh... If, if he liked you or thought you'd give him some money back or whatever, give you big numbers. I mean, and it's a known fact. I'm not saying anything. Things music, Flair's music. Eric Bischoff bought into a music company in 99 or 2000. About 2000 is when everybody's music was redone. Mm. Mm. I wonder why their music was redone. And he was signing the checks. To have the music redone, sent a check to a company that he owned. When, when, when New World Order, huge, Japan wanted T-shirts. Our partners in Japan wanted T-shirts. <laughs> Eric sold the WCW T-shirt rights. And before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, I see you coming on the line, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome him to Wrestling Debate here this evening is the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. So we welcome you, Fonzie, to the show. We were just finishing off with this clip, however, right now. So if you can hold on for about two minutes, however, we'll get your comments here in just a minute. So let me finish this clip here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, go ahead. Marketing rights to one of his friends in Montana or something. So... Eric then sold all the marketing stuff to his friends, and then his friends sold them to the people in Japan. He's, Eric was selling shit to him for $5 a shirt, and he was selling them for 25 a shirt. Eric was 50% owners in that. The poster company that they had had for years and years and years, Bagwell, Marcus, anyway, um, 
Marcus Bagwell and his mother opened a printing company. So all of a sudden, who had all the who had the rights to print all of the print stuff for WCW? Bagwell and his mother. They had their own printing company. And this list went on and on and on because he made the decision. He single-handedly bankrupted WCW all on his own. He put it so far in the shitter that it could never have been bailed out. What was Brad Siegel's role? We did a special with Kevin Sullivan uh, to our exploration of the last few months. Kevin knew a lot more than me. Um, but Siegel came in when, when Eric had to, Bischoff had to get rid of me because I'm the one that gave him the formula of success. I'm the one that got Hogan in. I'm the one that told him, get rid of the clashes and do all pay-per-views. I'm the one that said, start doing TV. I told him to go to Universal. Eddie Mansfield was there. Eddie blew him off so bad, and I was sitting in his office the day. Did. There was steam coming out of Eric's ears because Mansfield was just that way. Who? What? I've never heard of you. just hung up on him. Oh, my God. This was like the second day Eric was in power. So I, got, I was laughing. I got up. I said, that's Eddie. That's Eddie. right next door. And he went, oh, yeah, I can just see Mickey Mouse and professional wrestling. Months later, we were at Disney because our TV shows look so lousy. There's no people coming to them. I said, Universal was going to pay Steve Kern and I to do our shows there and feed people from Universal in. We would have a full arena every time we did TV. So there you go, folks, a little insight knowledge from Mike Graham. Uh, Fonzie, we were just playing a little bit of a soundbite here, however, that you might be interested in talking about, however, the whole Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan fiasco, however, 2000. Uh, if you could, please, give us your thoughts and memories, however, of this particular, uh, time. Um, it was a shocking, um, that's all I gotta say, it was a big shocking how it end up like this. So, do you remember where you? That's were all I gotta say. Do you What's remember that? where you were? I was gonna say, do you remember where you were when you heard the news, and what was your reaction to the news when you heard about it? I was trying to think where I was. Uh. How long was this? When when that what day happened? Twenty oh seven. Yeah, I know that. What la yesterday or today? It was eleven years ago. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, I was getting ready to go to CCAC. I was going to CCAC. Actually, no. Um, Conley Tech. That's it. Right across the street from the Civic Arena. Okay. Conley yeah, Tech. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and today is ten years of Michael Jackson. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, well, one thing I will say, uh, however. Uh, before we continue on, however, uh, we heard earlier today, of course, uh, some other news that was unfortunate. How earlier today, in case anyone did not hear the news, uh, we did hear the news very tragically earlier today. Beth Chapman, the wife of Dog the Bounty Hunter, passed away in her sleep very early this morning at the age of 51. And our thoughts and prayers are certainly with uh, Dog and his family 
certainly to say the least, uh, as we found out the news earlier today. Um, uh, one thing I will talk about, yeah, uh, one thing I will mention, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will talk about how very quickly, of course, we already told you we're going to be this week coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not. Uh, before we get into uh, talking about anything else, ladies and gentlemen, we want to tell you uh, reports now. Uh, we have heard that coming up Tuesday, July 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, at the Cricket Wireless Store at 9935 Miramar Parkway in Miramar, Florida, the Huggable Bailey will be there at 33025 with a zip code. Uh, she will be talking to our fans before SmackDown Live goes on the air that uh, Tuesday night, July 23rd, in Miami, as SmackDown will be coming to you live from the uh, home of South Beach, if you will, the Hurricanes, and of course the Dolphins of the U of Miami, if you will. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, we will tell you, our ladies and gentlemen, that uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will tell you. Uh, some of the other locations we'll be hitting up, of course, ladies and gentlemen, during the next few months. We already told you we're going to be this week. Uh, quick note, Friday, August 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, at the Adventureland Store in Blackwood, New Jersey. He's got the whole world in his hands, and he'll have the Firefly Funhouse on hand, Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, Bray Wyatt will be talking to his fans there, Howard, unless something comes up. Now, tickets are required for this autograph and meet-and-greet session. They will go on sale tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen in Blackwood, but that is Tuesday, August the 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, in Blackwood, New Jersey. We told you about Ember Moon, of course, will be signing autographs in her hometown of Big D, Dallas, Texas, this coming Monday, next Monday, shall we say. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, folks, some of the other places we're hitting up here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not, Howard, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, believe it or not, Howard, uh, coming up, believe it or not, I'm trying to find out here, ladies and gentlemen. Just get, bear with me here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can tell you, we already told you about where we're going to be the 27th hour of August. We already told you that life news last night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're still uh, trying to find out some other news, but folks, here's where you can catch out the WWE in action at a facility near you in case you're curious. Of course, as you know, uh, tomorrow night to Singapore in the Forest Stadium in Singapore. However, ladies and gentlemen, the Dade City Armory in Dade City, Florida, and the Ryoku Arena on Friday and Saturday in Tokyo, Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at the Crystal River Armory Friday night, the Venice Community Center this Saturday, and of course, this Sunday at the Monroe Civic Center in Monroe, Louisiana, as well as the Mississippi State Fair Coliseum in Jackson, Mississippi, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Now, we already told you we're going to be Monday and Tuesday, so you don't have to worry about that. Meanwhile, this Monday, next Monday, of course, the following Monday, right after the 4th of July, two weeks on Monday, we will be in Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday, July 9th, we will be at the SNHU Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. And then three weeks from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be heading to Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, for Extreme Rules, followed by the next night at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Union, down New York, and then in Dorchester, in Worcester, Mass., however, at the DCU Center, however, on July 16th. Now, coming up this Friday, speaking of uh, Bailey, however, you can check her out this Friday at the Ace Comic Con in Seattle at the WAMU Theater in Seattle, as well as Queen Charlotte Flair from 6 to 9 p.m. this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, as they will be talking to their fans there in the Emerald City of Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. Also, as we said, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, you can meet the war goddess herself, Ember Moon, at the Cricket Wireless Store at 1318 North Masters Drive from 11 to 1 this coming next Monday, from 11 to 1, however, this Monday, however, July the 1st, 
And then next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, July 2nd, however, before SmackDown takes to the air in San Antonio, come meet Sheamus at the Lackland Air Force Base Main Exchange and Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. A quick side note, however, this meet and greet will not be open to the public, unfortunately. This will not, again, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we will tell you again, will not be open to the public. Instead, it will be open to military personnel only, however, next Tuesday, as Seamus will be talking to the fans there in San Antonio from 11 to 1.30 next week at the Cricket Wireless store there at the Lackland Air Force Base Main Exchange. So, those of you who are wondering how if it's going to be open to the public next Tuesday, well, guess what? You're going to be SOL on that, and unfortunately, it is not going to be open to you whatsoever. However, folks, we can tell you, of course, coming up tonight, however, we got a great show for you lined up on NXT here in the States, however. Among the matches that you will see, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into that, we'll tell you about it in a second. Here's what you could see on NXT UK, ladies and gentlemen, however, ladies and gentlemen, as here are the matches that will be shown today. Mark Andrews taking on Joseph Connors. It will be Shia Brookside taking on Killer Kelly. Lee Grove, let's write L-I-G-E-R-O, will take on the Scottish Supernova, ladies and gentlemen, Noam Dar, and the massive big man himself, Walter, the UK champion, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, will be taking on Travis Banks. Meanwhile, next week, ladies and gentlemen, it should be an action-packed show, of course, next week, of course, the Grizzled Young Veterans will be taking on Mustache Mountain of the Killer Tees, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, ladies and gentlemen, so definitely be sure to check that out next week. Meanwhile, here in the States, however, here are the matches that you will see tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on NXT here in the States. Joaquin Wilde will take on Angel Garcia, Garza, if you will. Also, ladies and gentlemen, the Street Profits, the current NXT champions, however, We'll, def- not def- we'll be taking on the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler with Jackson Riker in a non-title matchup. Keith Lee taking on Nikos Rikos, if you will. And in the main event, folks, this one should be a dandy Howard for the first time ever in a steel cage, ladies and gentlemen. However, believe it or not, mm-hmm. however, it will be, believe it or not, Io Shirai taking on the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, in what will be a very interesting matchup, to say the least, tonight. Now... In other news, ladies and gentlemen, we heard, however, that Nick Aldis, of course, ladies and gentlemen, teased, however, that he will have a new partner this Friday night at the Best in the World uh, show in Baltimore. Originally, he was supposed to team up with Cole Cabana against the Briscoes, B-R-I-S-C-O-E, and his brother Mark Briscoe, however, but Cabana, unfortunately, had to pull out of the match due to an injury, and as a result, he will not be cleared to fight this Friday night in Baltimore. Aldis did say, however, earlier today through YouTube, however, he does have a new partner in store for the Briscoes, however, and that he will reveal it officially to the public, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, believe it or not, however, this Friday. So, folks, be sure to check that out. Uh, some other news to report, of course, as you know, a lot of other news going on outside of wrestling, of course. Of course, tonight we got Game 3 of the College World Series winner-take-all between Michigan and Vanderbilt. Right now, we're going to get an update on that game right now. It is right now Vanderbilt beating Michigan right now 4-1, to one, ladies and gentlemen, in the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, if Vanderbilt does win, however, mind you, however, they will be, of course, uh, crowned the champions of the NCAA this year. Uh, meanwhile, also going on, Howard, tonight in baseball news, of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates are right now up 4-1 to early on the Houston Astros. Derek, uh, Josh, ring my bell, continues to ring the bell, loud and proud, however, mind you, however, 
as he has two RBIs tonight for the Pirates, hitting his 21st home run. Of course, the Pirates off to a very good start tonight. Of course, last night they suffered a setback at the hands of the Houston Astros, however, 5-1, despite the fact Trevor Williams pitched a pretty good ball game last night. But unfortunately, however, it was Garrett Cole looking a little bit better than his uh, former best friend, if you will, as he gave up one run in seven innings, striking out three and walking two. Williams, of course, struck out four, walked none, however, but did give up four runs in five and a third innings. Of course, the Pirates suffering their first setback in four games, of course, trying to get back on the beam tonight, however, end of the night, six games back of the Chicago Cubs, however, and four game and a half games back of St. Louis for third place. Meanwhile, Howard, the New York Mets are being the Phillies 4 to nothing. The Texas Rangers are up 4-1. to Washington's tied with Miami 1-1. Oakland and St. Louis, of course, are going on right now. It's one nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Seattle's up 3-0 on Milwaukee. And at the end of two, Howard, Atlanta's up on Chicago 2-0. Of course, some of the other games you will see tonight include the following, however. Uh, nothing, apparently. Okay, so there we go. I thought we were seeing some late games tonight, but apparently that isn't the case. But again, Trevor Williams, of course, as we said, Howard had a good night pitching despite giving up four runs in five innings, Howard, last night, Howard. But it was Garrett Cole, the big story last night. Of course, the only bright spot for the Pirates last night, if you want to call it a bright spot, however, on this night, however, mind you, however, Colin Redbeard, Moran, and Elias Diaz each had two hits for the Pirates, Howard, in the losing effort. But tonight, the Pirates are off to a good start here early this evening, however leading 4-1 to one after two innings thanks to Josh Bell's 21st home run. Uh, meanwhile, however, earlier today, however, it was announced, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, ESPN announcer and legendary super um, uh, guru, let's just say, believe it or not, Bob Lee announced his retirement from ESPN after 40 years from the league. Of course, Lee had been with the network since 1979, Earlier today, however, he had a lot to say in a tweet, however, in fact, however, this is what he said to his fans early this morning, however, in a statement. Across 40 years, I have enjoyed a professional journey unimaginable when I joined ESPN on its first weekend of existence back in September of 1979. Each day since has been a unique adventure, one I embraced for the challenge and unequaled fun of a job like no other, however, mind you, however. Now it is time for a change. I will be retiring from ESPN as of next week. To be clear, this is entirely my decision. I enjoy the best of health and the many blessings of friends and family and it is in the context that I am making this change. President Jimmy Pietro, however, and his senior leadership team, my sincere personal thanks for their understanding and patience over these past few months. Through the decades in my insurmountable time, however, I announced, however, that I would be signing off, however, soon. Early this past March, however, I signed off on my last show saying I'll catch you on the flip side. Now it's time to take the vinyl off the turntable, ask your folks, flip it over, and drop the needle on the B side. There's always great cuts and hidden gems on that B side. Thank you to the friends I've made over the years, including Chris Berman, Tom Meese, and many others, including Charlie Steiner, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, and many more. And to you fans, Howard, thank you for a great run. I will always be thankful for that, and I will always remember the times that I've had. Lee, however, who won 11 sports awards during his time in ESPN, including an Emmy for an Outstanding Studio Host a year ago, won the DuPont Award in 2014 for reporting on issues in football at youth level, and also won four Edward R. Murrow Awards during his career.
with that said, before we sign off for the evening, however, I can only say this, sir. To Bob Lee and to his friends and family, however, I can honestly say thank you. No truer words have been spoken from one of the most unique, most humble people in all sports casting. Over the years, however, I think we all grew up have grown up watching Sports Center. Some of the shenanigans and tomfoolery that have happened over the years from guys like I said and the people I've mentioned already. Guys like Chris Berman, Charlie Steiner, Dan Patrick, Jack Edwards, um, Tom Jackson, uh, and many others. But to Bob Lee, however, for the 40 years you gave us, Howard, on ESPN, Howard, some of us watching from that very first day until now, and some of us who have grown up watching you over the years, however, and over the course of time, however, I don't think that there will be another unique person that was more humble than you at ESPN. So to Bob Lee's friends and family, uh, we wish him nothing but the best of luck now in his retirement, and hopefully... uh. We'll hear from him again very soon down the road at some point, whatever that'll be. But, as Bob Lee said at the end of his statement today, Howard, we'll catch you on the flip side. Indeed, we'll catch him on the flip side, but now in a whole new different light. So to Bob Lee's friends and family, we can only say thank you. Thank you for making us a fan of your work for the past four decades. Telling it like it is, not pulling any punches. Sharing laughter, tears, and joy, both good and bad. And uh, you will truly, truly be missed, without question. As an icon, and as a person and an announcer, you definitely made sports a lot of fun on ESPN for your friends and fans, however, that grew up watching you. So, to Bob Lee, we wish you good luck in your retirement, my friend. And we hope to hear again from you down the road sometime very soon. So good luck, my friend. All the best. Okay. On that note, we're ready to wrap things up here a little bit now. As Mr. WCW will be coming on here in just a few moments, I do want to thank the Heartbreak Kid coming in here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We were expecting the human suplex machine. We'll be hearing from him again, referring to the Heartbreak Kid in just a few moments here on Revolution and recapping uh, what was a very interesting SmackDown last night. We'll have a lot more to talk about as far as last uh, Sunday's stomping grounds, if you will. And, of course, GTS and I will have the news headlines for you as well. So, uh, before I go, I want to ask uh, the Heartbreak Kid if he has anything else to close us out with before we wrap up things this evening. No, no, I don't. Uh, I'll talk to you at 9 o'clock. All right, and before we go, however, uh, like I said, I do uh, want to again... Thank all of you for listening in. What was a very special show here again tonight. However, we will talk to you again here next week at the Wrestling Debate Table. Hopefully, we will have some of our panel members back with us on the show. So, on that note, folks, we will talk to you again in just a little while in Revolution. We'll talk to you again at the Wrestling Debate next week as well. So, for the Heartbreak Kid, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside saying, we'll talk to you soon, have a good night, and enjoy the rest of your evening. And we'll see you on the flip side, to say the least. Good night, everyone. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.